this week on Best Friend Energy. I think I peed my pants. If we had done a third season, we would have had to sponsor some sort of adult diaper. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did oh, at least a couple of them. Oh, for sure. A light, respectable tinkle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just, you could not stop. And it was, and that's like, to me, life is way too short. If you hate what you're doing and you're in a job that is that full on, you really shouldn't be in the industry. I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. Today, we are talking with the amazing Sarah Yergrau. She is an Emmy award-winning producer and happened to be producer on our show, Get Organized, and a social anthropologist. She founded the production house Common Ground Studios. And of course, like I said, she was the supervising producer with us on season two of Get Organized. So we think she's the best. We're biased, but I think that you'll agree. We're biased, but you'll agree. I I mean, actually, it's not even biased. You will disagree. You will. Uh, Anyone that meets her is like beyond obsessed. We wanted Sarah to like live in a commune with us I, after and we I, filmed. It, what do you mean wanted? This is well, still present still, tense. Still, yes. We're, we're trying to actively convince her to move to Nashville all the time. Every time we see her, we're like looking for real estate. And we got her to join us in studio, which I'm really excited about, which means I think that there's potential. I think we hide her her driver's license and she can't fly home. Oh, hide her driver's license. Yeah. Oh, that's that's like vindictive. I know. No, not vindictive. Just, just manipulative. No, just loving no, and caring. Just, just loving and caring. Yeah, okay. that we want her to live here. I'll yeah. remember that next yeah. time my driver's <laughs> license goes missing. Um, today, we are also going to talk about what kind of things you shouldn't ask your friends mm. to do, which okay. I, we shockingly have strong feelings Imagine about. Imagine that. Imagine that. And uh, specifically, should you ask your friend to pick you up from the airport? That's, right. that's a good example. I mean, how much time do we have? Actually, all the time in the world, so we can get into it. Um, And of course, we'll also take your DMs. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, we are back. And uh, Joanna, I'll ask you, but this is an open question to everyone. Okay. Okay. Everyone is welcome to answer this question. You can DM us at Best Friend Energy on Instagram, TikTok. You can go to bestfriendenergypod.com. This is a very important, as my mother would say, this is serious. Would you be annoyed if your friend asked you to pick them up or drive them to the airport? Okay, there's a lot of pieces to this. Okay, let, let's, let's as we would say, unpack it okay. a little bit, okay? okay? Let's, first of all, take finances out of it. Okay, Okay, because let's assume that, yes. you know, with ride shares yes. and public transportation, there's plenty of things you can do to get to and from the airport yeah. nowadays. Um, so it's easier than ever, right? It's easier than it's ever been. It's not like the old days where you would call a yellow taxi cab That's to come right. to your house. That's okay? right. There are plenty of options. So taking finances out of it, would you... Would would you consider it like a nail in a friendship coffin? Okay, I th- here's here's one other distinction we need to make. Okay, is the friend from out of town, or is this like a local friend that's just like going on a work trip or going to see family out of town? I think that's a very good distinction, actually. So let's let's pick apart both answers. To be honest, my answer is the same. <laughs> so, but l- what what would you say? I feel differently if it's an out of town friend and they're coming to see you. Okay, I well, first of all, I would offer. And if I can't, oh, see, that's that immediately. I think I would is a, a road. Okay, I think I would offer or figure out like a transportation situation for them. You mean like call an Uber for them? Yeah, or something like that. Again, if they're coming to 
if they're coming to visit me. But is this your like wayward aunt who's 89? Like, I mean, like, why are you trying to like, no. don't, don't they travel other places? Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't always, but I, I feel differently than it, a local person. I feel very differently. Okay. I understand the feeling different, but like, who is it that's coming to visit you that somehow in this city specifically, they're unable to find transportation. No, they, they absolutely can. Again, it depends on the circumstances. Like, are they just coming because they're just coming for a weekend to hang out with me? What? So if someone, if they were to come to yeah. town, yes. what would you, well, you, you just had friends stay with you at I your did. house. Yes. What about them? I did pick them. I picked them up. Wow. I, did, I love them dearly. And they were coming, well, she was coming for work, but then they made it a trip to come visit me. So do you feel responsible? A little, but I also was like, it was extra time in the car because it was a very short trip. Oh, God, that just sounds even harder to me. No, actually, I was happy to do that. Also, if you're listening, John and Catherine, I was happy to pick you up. <laughs> so <laughs> Catherine came with John. Yeah, yeah, I did pick them up. Now, my other friends came, and they flew in, and I did not pick them up because I was not available at the time. Okay. So they Ubered. All right. I have not been to pick someone up from the airport in, I, I think, a decade. I, I don't think I, I, I've not, not my children, not my husband. They haven't really flown without me, but yeah. still, I wouldn't have picked them up. Not my mom. Zero people. Here's the thing, though. If you're a local person, I feel very differently. Well, what is the reason for a local person asking for a ride? That's what I mean. Again, is it something where they are absolutely unable, can't afford it? Are they- Again, no, we're taking money out of it. taking money out of it. Okay. So what would the reason be for a local person? They don't like you as a friend. They're just asking- I think it's rude. They're trying to break up with you. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's what I mean. It feels very different to me. I would never ask you to take me to the airport. Because you know better. I would never ask you. Because you, you you wouldn't want to be crushed. I would have Marlo drive me without a license at age yes. nine before I asked you. I agree with that. Because uh, first of all, it's a fool's errand. You yeah. know the answer is going to be no. <laughs> and you just don't want to be let down that day. So like, of course, you're not going to ask me. Yeah, I would Does never. Does Jeremy ever drive you to the airport? No, we stopped asking each other too. John, like he knew better. Like he knows. Jeremy, when we were dating, he would pick me up in San Francisco airport. That is With a pizza that I love. What? Yeah. You would just be munching on pizza in his car? He would pick pick up my favorite pizza and me at the airport. Well, you know how I feel about eating in the car. Well, I know. I don't like it. I I know. This wasn't about you. No, I know. I'm just saying in general. I think that I need to talk to Jeremy. He's doing it wrong. (laughs) He's allowing food in his car and going to San Francisco International Airport, which is no small feat. No, that is no small feat. And actually in LA, I have to tell you, I stopped picking people up because that it's that's probably where you started getting like that is impossible. That's a whole different situation. Do you remember one time, and I mean literally one time, my mother offered to drive I to the airport? I absolutely do. And she said, this will never happen again. I absolutely do. Yeah. And guess what? It has not. And no. she's right. She's right. 100% right. She drove us to the airport. And and she shouldn't have. So what other things would you say is not appropriate to ask a friend? I think, or I think asking for help with moving yeah. is a hard no. That puts people in a real bind. Well, because, I mean, first of all, I will say, if anyone- like, Are they, are they again, are they physically moving? Like you, Physically they want, moving. Carrying boxes. Yes. Again, we're taking money out of all these equations. This is strictly like, hey, like, you want to come help me move? I'll buy you a pizza. No, that's a no. Yeah, that's an no, absolute no. No, it's manual no. labor. I know. So I used to move, like, every year in New York, I would have to move apartments. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have to move. Clea, but like, you still move every year. I know. You but haven't like, even... You okay, but in ha- New York, rent goes up. You it's, move every year. This is not a New York up. issue. Okay, but this when, is a I, Clea when I was issue. in New York, I know, I would move every year, not shockingly. And I would just, like, ask my friends to help me. What? Like, literally loading things up into a taxi. No, we made a deal when we first started the business. We don't help each other with moving. 
did we make that deal? I mean, I would never ask you, but did we make that deal? Yes, because you were moving all the time. I was like, I can't do another oh, move. Sorry, you made that deal. Yeah, and I told you. And then you were like, if, if you move, I'm not helping you. And I was like, fair. I think we got in a fight about it. Probably. But I don't mind unpacking for people. No, like, I like the also, organizing. Also, I love the organizing. Like, oh, that's a different story, though. That's yeah. like fun. So, what would you do? Would you like walk a pet, water a plant? Taking mail packages. Oh, you know what I, what really stresses me out actually the most? Oh. Taking care of someone else's pet. Well, you just, you never would. No, we had to do it in San Francisco again for a cat. Jeremy's allergic. Oh, sounds I, like a great plan. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was so stressed that I was going to like feed the cat wrong. He would go and like, well, okay, a hazmat so, suit because I was so oh stressed. Oh my God, you would send allergic Jeremy yeah. to go feed a cat yes. because you were just I was stressed so for no reason. Stressed. Not allergies. No, I was so stressed. What? But wh- I was like, what if the cat isn't like, d- doesn't seem to be appearing right? And then I'm like, I, I got, I got so stressed. So poor Jeremy had to like take a Zyrtec he or did. whatever yeah. and like go and take care of a cat just yeah. because you were stressed out. Yeah. Well, he married you anyway. He so, did. He um, did. He knew what he was getting into. We weren't John even married. John loves cats so much that I think he actively hopes that people ask him to watch a cat. Like back in LA, I remember like we did it a few times. No one's happier than John with the cat. Like he will go track the cat down. I'll be like, well, we just, we laid out food. I'm sure the cat will figure it out eventually. And he's like underneath beds, looking behind bookcases. He just wants to cuddle a cat. I don't even want to feed a fish. Again, what if the fish dies on your watch? Well, the no. fish is likely to die. So I wouldn't take over. Hamsters and fish, I, I think you're probably out. Birds, also stressful. Uh, birds, I wouldn't do either. Like so you open you, the cage. Okay, so basically we're at, you would only do cats. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying. But would, would that be like, would you be annoyed if a friend asked you? If it was, okay, here are my boundaries. Okay. If it was a next door neighbor okay. where I did not physically need to commute and I only needed to go once a day to feed the cat, I would do that. I don't want to be responsible for someone else's live anything. It was with children? Um, I mean, in an emergency situation, I would absolutely- In an emergency situation. Okay, all right. I'm just, I'm asking these things for myself, just in case I, because you are moving very close to me, so I just want to know what the limits are. I will happily take Stella on Sutton any day. I'm not responsible for Indy. Indy. Well, I mean, who is responsible for Indy? No, I am not taking that dog, but I will so gladly pick up. Here's the thing. I will pick up your kids at any juncture. Like, and I'm very good in an emergency situation. (laughs) emergency wait I asked you to be I put you in my will you didn't ask ask me you actually didn't ask me I I know but I assumed you would be great in an emergency situation I'm excellent in an emergency you turned down being in my will no you didn't well it was too late so you couldn't turn it down you tried to turn it down you guys were driving in the car we're like going to Starbucks and you're like oh (laughs) funny thing funny thing if I die you have to take care of the kids yeah Okay, well, I assume that but that would be fine. you know what? Fine. I am excellent in an emergency situation. But what about a long-term emergency situation? I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so are my kids living with you or not? Absolutely. I love Stella and Sutton. Until and you will... find them a proper home. No, I will love Stella and Sutton for the rest of my life. Okay, all right. You heard it here. You so heard just it in here. case. I think Joanna will contest the will, so and now at least there's a recording of it. Um, okay, we have to know what you think about all this. Please. Because I think that you probably feel as strongly as we do. Um, get in touch with us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, whatever you want, at Best Friend energy. And we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Emmy award-winning producer, Sarah Yergrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 
In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, guys, today we are chatting with, I'm going to give you a lot of accolades, so just give me a second, multi-hyphenate. Yeah. The Emmy award-winning producer, Sarah Yergrau. I have to say, I know we already said this before, but Sarah, the way we know each other is you were the producer on our season two of Get Organized. That's right. We had the best summer of our lives. I think we can all agree with that. Sarah founded Common Ground Studios, which we're going to ask all about. She's a social anthropologist and cultural bridge builder. She was, again, our producer, our dear, dear friend. I mean, the love of our lives. The love of our actual lives. Sarah, welcome. Hi. Hi. And welcome to Nashville. So I happy to be back. I feel like I need to be like sitting on your lap and like squeezing your you face. You just were. I in know. The, no, because, in the green room, yeah. Sarah was holding Joanna like a little baby I, in her lap. Oh. And that's the only place I want you, right in my lap. Right One in her lap. One that's, that's kind of how the summer was when we filmed together. That truly was the ultimate summer of my life in terms of like camp it memory, was, it was camp, camp level memory. It was summer camp. It really was. <laughs> and the first time we filmed season one, we did not have you with us, which we didn't even know what we were I don't missing. I don't know how we were living. I don't know how we even how do we got, ex- how do we film? How do we live? I don't know. Sarah. But season two, we were like, you know, I mean, amped ourselves up yeah. to get back into the saddle, you know, back into filming. And then we met you and you like put us on your back and carried us through the entire time. Literally. So for everyone listening, we intercut the show with like interviews, right? Joanna, just to pull back the curtain, <laughs> Joanna is not the best no. with interviews on the couch. She's like, we're done. We have I to be done. I am not great. No, you you just don't like it. I'm terrible at it. No, you're not bad at no, it. You I just am. don't like it. I, I'm bad at it. I don't like it. Okay, but for season two, yeah. we got Sarah to interview yes, us. Yes, we did. And everything changed. She was able to get the most out of Joanna. I know, and I'm not trying to be difficult. It's just so hard. <laughs> no, let's, let's establish the context of what an interview day okay. even entails, yes. because right. I think that gives a lot more context and why you might have an aversion towards Explain it. Explain an interview day. An interview day is not for the sane. An <laughs> no. interview day is wild. It's like a 12, 15 hour day where you essentially cut out, you have like four or five a season, right? Where you cut out, where you just literally have to go back in time and jump as if you're filming it in real time and responding in real time. Uh, my husband always says that being married to me as a producer has ruined reality television yeah. for him because oh, he knows all me, yes. about the chronology. Yeah. But um, but it is that you're under blazing lights. You're having to return to memories that are a little bit varied across <laughs> the spectrum. And you're having to maintain your level of enthusiasm the entire time. And let so- me tell you, your jeans are that much tighter by the end of the season. Like yes. they barely fit and you have to wear the same one. And Sarah, it just like has this uh, infectious energy. No matter, I've never mm-hmm. seen you tired. I think enthusiasm is like my currency that I had to channel to this, but it's really a two-way street. You guys, like the pressure, to me, it's insane to not have, to be mirroring that energy back. If you're giving that energy, I have to be responsible for giving you like a bounce board for energy, right? Like think about the stakes alone of picking the outfits, right? You have to pick an outfit at the beginning of the season. Do you remember going shopping? (laughs) Oh my God. Snow Snow day. day. (laughs) Yeah. We went shopping for interview outfits. (laughs) Now I'm triggered, but I feel like, so you have to pick an outfit that you're going to be repeatedly in every episode. And 
I mean, you better get it right because you better love the way you look. You better love the way you look. You better love it. And we went shopping with Sarah. It was actually a fun day. It was a really fun day. Um, And we picked out our outfits. Joanna hates doing <laughs> the shopping for the interview as much as the actual I interview. don't love the shopping for the interview. Well, it's, it's a so huge specific. commitment. It's a massive it's a commitment. Massive. You also are incredibly, you know exactly what you want. You walk in there, you're in and out, you find the perfect outfit. She like, that butterfly? I, I, laser. I love that I mean, blazer. she nailed it in one she second. Nailed I'm it. just like, we were round two. We just went on, you went home, you went to the hotel <laughs> and we kept trugging along, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, sure Up and down Rodeo and we had a lot of laughs because that's, yeah. you have to laugh through it. You, you laugh, it's like when laughter and crying are cousins so you yeah. really Always. understand that yes. in television. Always. First cousins. Yeah. First Very cousins. first cousins. First cousins. Sometimes I joined in the hit. Yeah. <laughs> Intimately acquainted. It, I mean, it was so fun. The funny thing to me looking at the interviews, my hair is slightly different in every single <laughs> cut. So I'm like, oh, I know that this was in Brooklyn, yep. that this was in LA, yep. that this was in the, the grand ballroom of whatever hotel that we had to set up in last minute. I mean, we it was a, it was a time. It was. It was it a was. time. And so many other characters that come down out of our lives with that, right? Like you have different you know exactly who your hair and makeup was I mean we got lucky this past season yes. but like you know there's a lot of characters who come in and out of your life who have the, put their own pizzazz <laughs> oh yes <laughs> but it's so funny like when you leave filming like for a summer it is like summer camp where you do have your cast of characters yeah. and you have your nicknames and you have know. you know and everyone has their role and their personality and their idiosyncrasies it's it's so but if, if you embrace it as such it's the most thrillingly ridiculous ride because you know it has an end date right you yeah. know you're gonna be for and it's hard like oh. Let's acknowledge that this is a grind. And you guys were amazing at bringing that out. Like, really, you have to be gr grind. grinding through, right? And you're just maintaining the energy on top of actually doing your jobs with organizing everything, right? Oh, so don't, don't tell us twice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but truly, and then to be, so you have to be championing each other. There's, to me, I'm always saying the production is a team sport. Okay, I think we would be remiss to not tell our favorite story of all time. Agreed. Okay. Oh my God. It, it's the Dr. Isaac story. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay. So I think this story also requires a small, quick pre-context yes. of what a travel day is. Yes. Oh, right? Yes. Now, if you have been following along with these ladies or on their accounts for any number of years, even a month, you might see that there's some anxiety around travel. <laughs> so now when you, a travel day means that they have to be at the airport even earlier. Mm -hmm. And there's a camera in their face the entire time. Yes. And everyone's mining for dialogue. <laughs> yes. Yes. And a button to type right. button. Just, just, just button, button it with something funny. And a button at yeah. the end. Just a button and at the end. And very strict, like, airport rules with cameras exactly. and all kinds exactly. of other things that we hadn't even really Full wrapped our head around. Federal yeah. clearance was yeah. happening in the background, sure. like all these things. So then two, so we'd had several harrowing, I think this was the one the last of our more harrowing travel days, right? So I believe you guys had arrived and you had had cameras in your face for hours and hours and hours and hours. Flying to New York. Flying to New York. There's been some turbulence. There's like, everyone is, I mean, it's just wacky. And you guys arrive. I, meanwhile, had missed all travel days. Oh, that's you right. Know. You did. You that's, somehow you had a wedding. You're like, you know you what would be great a, is uh, I'm gonna see you fresh face on the other side. For some reason, every time we had a travel day, Sarah was like, "Okay, oh god, there was a commitment. I, yeah, I had a previous so, commitment. I in the calendar. am so sorry that I'm yeah. not able to make you it. You gotta survive out there. Well, let, you gotta also, survive. Wait, out there. I also forgot that. The no, when piece. we landed, yes. Yes, yes, we landed to a text from John that said, <laughs> "I have COVID." Oh my gosh, yes. And this was like early days. Oh, Delta. Gosh. This was Delta. 
Oh, 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 sorry. If I meant airlines. Oh, no, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. It was. It this was still professional masks. Like, yes, and we were tested. High COVID period. Yes, and it was like when everyone had just gotten the vaccine, and these were still considered breakthrough cases. Yes. So we we landed, and I was like. Oh no, like now the whole crew is going to go down. I'm going to go down. I had, I had not had COVID yet. And I was like, the whole crew is going to go down. We're going to have to stop production. So we were despondent. Despondent. And it explained, so. explained that when we got to LaGuardia, we needed to fit the car with cameras. And oh. in order to do that, there has to be a quick switcheroo that An happens. Outfit change. An outfit yeah. change for the car. A yeah. whole <laughs> thing, which is not legal no. in an airport no. drop off. And, and think about how, just like for anyone who's ever been to an airport, you don't even have to have been at the scene to like conjure up the stress of this energy. Like think about... <laughs> You're not 25 people traveling together. <laughs> it's LaGuardia. So we go off location from the airport to like an airport parking lot. There was a Mr. Softy in the parking lot. It was like where like taxis and stuff like sit. I don't even know, but you have to have like a permit to get oh in God. there. Can I also back up and, and say this part of the story? I think it was two days prior. We were at Kelsey Bellarini's house. Oh, yes. Right. And this is important. This is important. It's important. <laughs> Yes, if we could give a little context to why this all happened. <laughs> okay, so we were on the bus. On the bus, and I fell. I slipped on a bin. Again, I'm worried about the camera guys. I told her, I told her that she would. Yes. And you got mad at me. You were like, no, I don't need You're right. You I did get mad at you. Um, and I did slip on the bin, and I fell flat on my face on camera, which was super cool. Yeah. And um, and my, they were like, keep it in. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was bad. My I was afraid my foot was really bruised. Only to then. <laughs> I think it was just dead weight onto your knee and your foot, right? It was, it was like a full thud. It was bad. And this is, again, after weeks of not sleeping, just pure exhaustion. And just, Joanna was like, this hurts. Yeah, I was like, it's bad. Also, maybe three days prior to this, we got an absurd request to be on. <laughs> Netflix asked us to be on Floor's Lava. We sound, you guys, this sounds like a fever dream. This doesn't yeah. even, we're like in a LaGuardia parking lot with like a broken leg and a COVID test well, we and a Mr. This was the theme of the summer. This yeah. was the theme of the summer. This, this is entire just, story. Okay, so anyway. We, we are, asked to be on Floor's Lava from Netflix, which was an insane thing because the two of us are literally afraid of it's everything. Like a, a American <laughs> warriors yeah. or whatever. And it's serious. Like you have to Gladiators. jump. You have to jump across, swinging across all kinds of, I don't know, ropes and, Okay, that's a whole. Other Let's story. put a pin in floors. Lava. Okay, fine. So we're sitting, but it's context. Very, context. Very active and highly dangerous. Okay. Anderson, and you need medical clearance to participate. Oh, you do. Very strict medical yeah, clearance. I remember a, that. A part. doctor was like, "At least it's not afraid and naked, or naked <laughs> and alone, or something like naked that." I was afraid. like, "Don't talk, don't talk to me, sir." He was like, he did us like like an no, EKG. EKG. I know. It was serious, God. serious stuff. Okay, put a pin in floors. Yeah, lava. That hadn't happened yet, but that was on the. Okay, horizon. you guys. Anyone listening to this is they're like these people like. <laughs> just, uh, we're all, all right. over the place. All right. We're in a parking lot. Right. Back to the parking lot. At LaGuardia. Okay. I am sitting on a, the floor. I'm sitting on the ground. I'm probably having pizza at Luca's. Yeah. I, right. Sarah had full face of makeup and like heels on. The whole crew's getting Mr. Softy. Everyone's in line getting Mr. Softy. No one hears the police sirens. Like no one sees that the police are literally coming to get us in the parking lot. The car is half rigged with cameras. They were like, throw the girls in. So we just like got in the car. They, I, I think I already blocked this part off. Oh, they sped off. Half oh. the cameras were on. They couldn't even use the footage because like the cameras weren't like- I don't even remember this. Proper, that <laughs> just- Trauma. Yeah, yeah. trauma. That's it's what trauma lodged. does to you. I literally don't even remember this part. You okay. don't remember, I just remember leaving? Softy and the oh, rest, they the were rest like, black. Up. They were like, get in the car. So the crew is like literally like the chocolate dip snow cones or whatever. Like they're <laughs> fully, like everyone's scattering from the police. So we get to our hotel in Brooklyn. 
And Joanna was like in traction on the floor with her knee. We were all just like an absolute mess. We were trying to order food. We were like, it was just. No, and it's, by the way, it's 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock at night. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. So with an air of like 3 a.m. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so I, in my priority life, I, or I postmated champagne. Yeah. Okay. A drizzly to me. Right. Drizzly. So I postmated that. Joanna postmated a doctor. She was like on Postmates being like, I need a doctor. And it came back or one of the, the crew said, we found a doctor for no, you. His name is Dr. Again, Isaac. because I'm going to have to go through serious medical <laughs> okay, testing okay, but for again, the show. Okay. The floor is lava. Even, actual rightful cause. What about, forget about the floor is lava. We had a show to film. I know, but my knee was like really broken. Okay, it and we were fearful that you were not going to pass the test. The stakes were high. It was an immediate need. I was like hobbling around. It was black at that point. <laughs> it was. Okay, so the best thing about this hotel, so Joanna had a doctor on the way. I had champagne on the way. We all knew the stakes. <laughs> The best thing about this hotel, hands down, is the view. I think we can all agree nothing else. Facts. Okay. It was, it was the best part of the hotel was the outside of the hotel. Yeah, the, outside. <laughs> the best part was not being no. inside the hotel, but the outside of the hotel. Gorgeous. And so Gorgeous. Stunning. Stunning. And stunning. the room was all glass and there was this like glass, like wraparound balcony. Okay. We're all out there. It's now maybe 11 o'clock at night. I don't even know what it is. We are all... Joanna's monitoring her phone every yeah. yes. because someone is sending no, you d- strange directives. Do- Dr. Isaac is on his way. <laughs> He's on his way. Joanna had like an air tag on him or something. No, and she like, he, he was just tracking. Dr. Isaac was coming. He yes. texted me. He called me. He's like, I'm on the way. And it's okay. like now 1130. Sure. Okay. So 1130. We're, uh-huh. So we're on the balcony. The doorbell rings. Joanna, all of a sudden, <laughs> knee injury aside, hops right up, hops up. Cl- she smacks her good knee and says, Dr. Isaac, and she ran to the front door of the hotel room, popped open that door, and there is a man holding a brown paper bag and had, I believe, I have a memory of him having some sort of insignia that said drizzly on it. It was pretty prominent. And Joanna just starts going, Dr. Isaac, okay. (laughs) So I need to set my knee. So floor is lava. Like she start, immediately starts getting into it. It's and this, 11.45. We're watching her. We're watching from, from the, the outside. From the balcony, all of this transpire. And this man is still just holding up the brown paper bags, being like, please, can someone relieve me of these duties? And he looks so confused. So Joanna goes, oh, of course. You don't know what happened. All right, so Kelsey Ballerini. So we're on her bus. Clea said, you're going to slip on a bin. And you know what? Sure enough, this man is still just holding my champagne in wants his hand. Wants to get out of the room. Wants, this is he's true. true. And Joanna has her sweatpant pulled up <laughs> over her knee. And she literally... It's, it's like Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids. Like a whole leg up on the doorway <laughs> to show this poor man... It's totally true. ...her knee. And again, she thought, he's confused yeah, because like, he doesn't he's know. Confused. He doesn't know how I fell. And she's like, and, and then, then the floor is lava. And the floor is lava. And this, this, this goes on. We're all just watching. Just jaw dying, like, laughing. This is going on for minutes. Yeah, it was a very long time. It was a Seven very minutes, long time. And it was so visibly not the doctor. hundred percent. Right? Like, nothing about this the, man. All the nothing. clues nothing. of right. not being a doctor. Right? No clues. No clues. And just wanted to get to leave. out of there. He wanted to leave. Anyway, Dr. <sighs> Isaac finally did come. I, no, I realized all of a sudden it hit all me. All of a sudden. Yeah, after 10 <laughs> minutes and he had like, I had six heads. Yeah. I, I realized, Dr- oh, Drizzly. You are, you're, you actually aren't Dr. Isaac. No, you're not Dr. Isaac. By the way, when Dr. Isaac <laughs> did show up, 
He looked like a doctor. He, he, he did not have a grizzly shirt on. He had a medical, he had all of the clues of a doctor. We had a, t- you know, Brooklyn was a real time. It was a really funny week. Yeah. And we, you know what? Didn't get COVID. Didn't so get COVID. I, I just don't think any, any of us got COVID on that. We have more questions for Sarah, but first we're going to take a very quick break and come right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, we are back with Sarah. Um, So what do you think? I know my favorite memory. Well, I have so many favorite memories from filming, but my one of my ultimate, ultimate favorite moments was when Uncle Sarah came to (laughs) came to play. And let's just let's just preface this with saying everyone has a weird uncle. Okay, every single one. Yes, we do. And on set that day, Sarah was the weird uncle. She came with a with an energy and an outfit. (laughs) This was, I think, we were in we were inside a very small apartment, and um, the heat I think was blue. Lazing. We it were more inland insane. in LA in the summertime. It was okay? insane. As an originally Boston-based person, <laughs> it was my first time experiencing uh, summer on the West Coast. Yeah. So I had it packed appropriately. I think I was wearing some sort of 70s, a nod to a 70s t-shirt, whatever. As the day went on and the sun was scorching, I needed to cover myself in more and more cloak, including yes. Jose's fishing Hat. cap. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> a, a fishing cap. I just want to be clear. A fishing cap. And I just, so part of my job the is behind the camera yes. is is pulling these two warriors out of their job, actually pulling them from the task that they have at hand that we essentially have them on supermarket sweep. The clock yes. is counting down. We have hard outs. Pulling them from that, from one heated room out to the heated sun yeah. <laughs> and then asking them to just like really casually paint back on some chronological things. <laughs> so I'm delirious and just it's the blind leading the blind outside, but I am, I just channeled some sort of Uncle Jesse, perpetual bachelor energy, yes. I think. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. And I looked, my, I think we have photos of it. Oh, 100%. Because I looked un. Well, I looked like I, I think you had a fringe jacket on, and I don't think you had slept in like this was like oh, week six or something. Week yeah. six, I had raccoon eyes for sure underneath there. I was probably like laughing to myself, <laughs> but I was just Uncle Sarah. <laughs> I remember you had like dad sneakers yeah. on and like a yes. fringe jacket, and Jose's fishing hat, yes. and you put your foot out in the middle and yes. you said, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> and we were like, "It's Uncle Sarah." It's, it's Uncle, Uncle Sarah. Sarah. It was an Sarah. Out- yeah. I did an outward turn yes. of the foot. Yeah, like, you sure you- did. You sure did. It was just, we were oh delirious at Sarah, that moment. I mean, I think I, I, I think I, 
peed my pants. If we had done a third season, we would have had to sponsor some sort of adult diaper. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did oh, at least a couple of times. Oh, for sure. A light, respectable tinkle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just, you could not stop. And it was, and that's like, to me, life is way too short. If you hate what you're doing and you're in a job that is that full on, you really shouldn't be in the industry. Well, that's why we- Wait, Sarah, because your superpower is producing and being around people, tell us and every single person about your new company. So my company is called Common Ground Studios. It's essentially an amalgamation of everything I've worked on for- When you're doing this for 15 years and you dive into all these different types of worlds, you start to get a different vantage point of like- how many inroads we actually have to each other and how many different subcultures exist. So you realize people are talking over each other. Um, I know this is an auditory medium, so I'm just moving oh, my it's hands. O- it's okay. Over. She's moving her hands. <laughs> I'm moving my hands. I know. You're, you're a gesticulator <laughs> like me, so it's like hard, podcast format as well. Um, but I realized there was just, there's a whole untapped market for creating more representation of what we're also capable of, right? And just like we need representation across our gender, like what Hello Sunshine's doing with women's stories and women's voices. We need that with our creed, our race, uh, you know, whatever little subcategory. We need that for our alternative possibilities of what we're capable of. And um, because we don't know each other in this country, right? There's so many, when I work with like Appalachia or rural America with things, and then I'm in, you know, a beautiful spot in Miami or in LA and New York, no one even like, no one has a human reference of each other. So this um, production company and storytelling agency is really providing inroads for us to start to be like through a laugh, right? Everything's Trojan horse because life is so short. We deserve pleasure. We learn best when we're laughing and when we're being goofy with it, like what you guys provide, right? You provide a sanctuary where people can just be like, <sighs> relax. Do we and release- you, yeah, do. Know. you absolutely do. Relaxing situation. Okay. Bye. I just had a super cut of uh, like filming when we we're just like in tears, crying, uh, laying down on the couch with our feet up, like needing to go. To the- I'm going to the bathroom. I like. I, I mean, right. do we create a serene <laughs> environment? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but it's it's really. I mean, it's it's just playful. It's really just creating these spaces where I love sort of just challenging to be like, what's the solution? That's everything in production. What's the solution? Where can we find the solution? Let's try and figure out the solution. It doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean it's not challenging. Um, but I want more, I think for me, a lot of it, what I've seen is working a lot in the social impact space. Um, but I realized there's just not a space, like people are having burnout. It feels too heavy. It yeah. feels like people are just avoiding it. It's sort of, you know, you want to be, it's aspirational. You want to be of service with each other, but like we need more fun, playful, giggly inroads that make people want to sustain to that, want to actually keep working with that. So, um, we just need more representations of our other possibilities that even if we haven't lived it, we can start to reference it. Like it's the Ted Lasso effect, baby. Yeah. The Shit's Creek effect yeah. around like a world where homophobia doesn't really exist. Sure. And we just keep it moving. Right. And right, right, what right. could that look like? Right. Without even acknowledging it, right, right? right? Like, so that's kind of the area that Common Ground Studios is living in. You are such a giving, caring person. You deal with such heavy topics. And then you took the job to work with us. Yeah. Why? Because, <laughs> like, what, why? because of who know, you like, two are as people. Literally. I, we snuck in. I don't know. It feels like a gamble. I just feel like you you went from like working with like homeless teenagers I know, like to major <laughs> but the social thing is, impact. But the thing is too, like just sometimes you can get put into boxes. You know what I mean? And you have to keep busting out of those boxes so you don't get, we get put into all these little binary things because we want to be, you know, convenient, easy for other people to understand. But anytime I was in just like, just social impact. Now I never even call what I do social impact because it already makes people kind of tense and shuts it down. And it's like, ugh. I love that, but life is really short and I'm just trying to get through the day and like I really want to release it. And what I'm trying to capture the market is the people who are just good people who want to like, what are the easiest? 
easiest, lowest lift ways that we can actually connect with other people, that we can have a human reference of another person. And to me, like, what is it? Sharing laughter with somebody is like the highest form of prayer. Right. I'm Jewish. That sounds very like. <laughs> Let's, no, listen, you know what word we've adopted? Grace. Grace. We're, we're, and we're like, you know what? I know yeah. that this is a, not a yeah. Jewish wheelhouse, but I feel like sometimes, sometimes you just have to. Sometimes it's the only word. Sometimes it's the it, only. I've decided it is the only word. It is. There is agreed. No other agreed. Word. And it's a great agreed. word. Agreed. Yes. I agree. I love it. It's like, you know, we're all kind of, even if we didn't all subscribe, we're all kind of theater kids here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I, if I am. A, I don't think I'm a theater kid. I think I think maybe would have stage managed. I think I could have been. And I think I would have been. And I 100% see you as that. Thank you. I appreciate I that. I absolutely see you as that. I, um, I wish it had been my personality. I wish I had the confidence to do it. I People don't know, like they don't know that I was so riddled with like insecurity. I still am, which is so, people are like, no, you're like, you, you're so, you know, energetic and no. Joanna, no, it's we, crazy. It's really it's true. true. And that's I, a theater kid. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's true. I That's mean, true. it is so, it's still wild to me that you are so nervous to I'm be so like, extroverted, but I am such a nervous Nelly with like, you would not want to ever go to a party by yourself. I never would. I'd rather, that is an actual phobia of mine mm. to go to a party. The worst is when you go to a party <laughs> and you only know the host. Absolutely oh, not. Oh, you, you don't even go to those parties. No, See, that's never. where I drop off. I don't even go to those parties. No, you're just like, I won't go. Yeah. Joanna's worst fear is going to a party. And, and mine is, is going, going, going alone. alone. Yes. I'll go there alone. I just won't go. I feel like I'm a really healthy mix between both it's of you. True. totally So are. I fully understand, because my job also for the viewer to understand, like I got dropped into your world and my job is essentially to get to know you as intimately as possible. That sounds really like- Which you espionage. did. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but, but literally get in there so that I can just anticipate and making sure that you guys are are comfortable. I know I know what would feel off if it was like you were put in a scene in a weird way. I can anticipate your needs in some capacity. I'm just an aspiring Lauren Lagarde. <laughs> we all are. We all are. We are like, absolutely. Lauren Lagarde, just so everyone remembers, is our astrology correspondent, our royal correspondent, the SVP of creative at our company. She has a lot of hats. She has a lot a lot of hats. So that's, yeah. as, that's a mantra as part of your, your cadence. That's true. Lot, many hats. That's true. <laughs> true. Um, yeah. But I feel like because of that, I could fully in, understand and jump between your worlds really, really effortlessly. And I found like there's such a clean balance of just like, it's sort of like balanced the, to me, I could hold you guys like a seesaw in the air. Yeah. Like no, that, you did. You know? Somehow. It, yeah. You had a magical you capability. You did. Thank you, Sarah, so much for coming. Sarah, and in person. Love Best. you, girls. Thank you for coming. Oh, Love you, my girls. gosh. How no one else I'd rather be here for. Oh, oh. no one else we'd rather be with, but don't, don't tell anyone else that. <laughs> Zero other people. Um, okay, let's take some DMs. Heidi, and this is in response to our convo on flying rules and pet peeves. Oh, okay. Um, she says, I was once on a short flight from Minneapolis to Chicago, and the woman next to me pulled out a Ziploc bag of corn on the cob. Okay. Yes, corn on the cob. She mowed down three cobs. Wow, the full ear of corn. Three cobs on a 55-minute flight. <laughs> I love that she said three cobs. That yeah. is amazing. <laughs> on a 55-minute flight. It was um, <laughs> it was as messy as you can imagine, and the sound of chewing had me ready oh. to throw myself against the emergency exit door. Wow. I mean, I'm a messy eater, but I would never go down with corn on the plane. It just wouldn't be corn for you. You would eat like a full avocado toast. You probably would. I don't think I would. It's too messy on a plane. It would. I, I don't think I would. Ooh, there have been some food incidents with you on the plane, but nothing like this. No, no corn on the cob. No, no three ears either. No, three <laughs> cobs. I think it's ears. No, because uh, a, a cob can be an ear can be broken down into cobs. Oh, really? I think yeah. I like, thought it's an ear of corn. 
it is an ear of corn, but if you cut it into oh, like thirds, then it's a cob. Don't you have like little mini cobs? I don't know. I need to know like exactly. See, clearly, you're not a corn on the cob eater. <laughs> so uh, Joanna feels strongly about this because she just wouldn't eat corn. No, I love corn. Really, I've never seen you eat it. No, I know you're right. I haven't really. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I've seen you eat. Mo- like I know right. what you eat. I have not eaten a lot of corn. What is the messiest thing you would eat on a plane? Oh, that's a very good question. I can name some things that you've eaten. Oh, pistachios okay. in a shell. Oh. You are so right on that. I'm like, you're a little squirrel. What, what next else? To me. Right. Apparently, you have the little ready. Like, I told you, I clock these things. Pistachios in a shell was a mess. And yes. then I had to put the shells back in the bag yes. with the pistachios. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're totally right. But I'm, I'm I, guilty. But here's the thing I will. I think pistachios in a shell does not infringe on anyone else. No, and they weren't like the smelly pistachios. No. They were just like normal salted pistachios. Yeah. I think it was, I noticed because I was sitting next to you, but yeah. I don't think that it's offensive for a plane. No. A corn on the cob, take it off the cob and have it with a fork. You need corn that bad? No, I don't. But it's like a 55-minute flight. Who needs corn? I know. I love that she specified 55 minutes. 55 Not minutes. Not even just an hour. The, I love the, the pettiness from Heidi. Is I feel that. I am with her on that. A Ziploc baggie of corn on the cob. Also, it had to be a huge bag. If there were three ear- cob, Like a gallon. Cobs. Three cobs. Three cobs. Yes. Bring a snack. Bring some Chex Mix like the rest of us. All right, that's it for this episode. We will be back on Thursday with Best Friend Energy Unpacked. We love hearing from you, your questions, your thoughts, everything. So keep in touch with us on social at Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy or at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know, once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training, but from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.